Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Can the church say amen? Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the church say hallelujah? Praise the Lord. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Truly we give glory to God today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We bless him for all his goodness and his favor in our lives. We thank him for another day, amen, Amen. to come and sing and praise his holy name. We give honor to Sister Angel Williams leading us in devotion and Brother Eric and Brother David and the musicians today and the ushers on the floor. And for all of you who are here today, thank God for you being in your places as we celebrate and worship God together. We invite your attention to the word of God again to... Our Old Testament passage of Scripture still on this theme as we make our way through the Gospel of John. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 5. When you find it, say amen. amen. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1, we read, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. She has received from the Lord's hand double For all her sins, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and our flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For New Testament passage of Scripture, we'll look at the Gospel of St. John, chapter 6. We're going to begin reading at verse 52. John's Gospel, chapter 6. We're going to read, begin reading at verse 52. When you find it, say amen. John's Gospel, chapter 6. In verse 52, we read, The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him as a living father sent me. And I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which, which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in, in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. This morning, I want to share with us briefly from the subject, the Christian experience. Jesus, I am so into you. Jesus, I am so into you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord. Thank you for your amazing grace. For the songwriter said, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Oh, I was blind, but now I can see. Thank you, Lord, for that grace today. We need your grace not just to forgive us of our sins, but we need your grace to help us to live for you, Lord. In this great, big, sinful, evil world, Lord, we need your grace today. 
to empower us, Lord, to help us to walk right, Lord, to help us to talk right, Lord, to help us to, to live right every day. We need your grace, Lord. Now bless your people as we've come to worship you, Lord. We worship you in prayer, Lord. We worship you in song. And we want to worship you again in the sharing of your word, Lord. Be thou glorified. We want to lift up your name today. For your name is truly great and greatly to be praised. We honor you, Lord, and we yet bless your name. Bless me, your servant, Lord. Let your word go forth today. In the mighty name of Jesus, have your way, Lord. And we be careful to thank you. For it's in the strong, saving, satisfying name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our Redeemer, our Keeper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Our subject today is the Christian experience. Jesus, I am so in to you. When we hear this theme, and I hope that you're being encouraged by this theme, and you're being challenged by this theme, and this theme has given you something to help you understand your Christian lifestyle, the Christian experience. I want us to, to reflect each time on our journey in this faith. There are so many kinds of faith in our world, especially as Americans. Uh, according to the Constitution, we have the right to, to any kind of faith we want to choose. But we're talking about this faith today, the Christian faith, that we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. I want us to think about the places that we have gone and the people we have met and the things that we have done. Be able to say that I am living out this Christian experience. Because the most important word in this theme is Christian. Because it means that what we must be Christ-like in the way we live our lives every day. Not just on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. That's not living out your faith. That's just, you know, showing up at church on Sunday. Anybody can show up on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. The chief of the sinners can show up on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Any politician, any lawyer, any doctor, any physician, any, any, any trash man can show up on Sunday. But we want to be Christians because we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And we have received him in our hearts as our Lord and our personal Savior. I want us to live every day for Christ. Not just, you know, to show off for the pastor for a few hours. But to live every day when I'm not around, even if I'm out of town, or even if somehow I pass away, I want you to still live for Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. Because one day you're going to meet him. You know, the Bible says every eye shall see him. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And we're going to need to know him for ourselves. To have a genuine one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ. And I don't want us to go through the motions. You know, as I said in the beginning, you know, it's like buying a ticket to a game or to a concert. And, and I recently went to a concert. And, you know, I had to have that ticket to get on the inside. Amen? I would have been standing on the outside listening to what was going on. But I wanted to be able to, only, to go on the inside and to see and to hear and to know for myself what was going on. That's what I want us to have in our Christian experience, to know Jesus Christ for ourselves, to be able to walk and talk about him because we know him in our hearts. We're talking about the Christian experience. And I know that God has a plan for our lives. And I reflect on Isaiah 40. And I want us to understand that God has a plan for our lives, a plan that we can get from earth to glory. that we can go from living down here on earth to one day living with him forever. It says comfort. Yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended. 
that her iniquity is pardoned, but she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. I can't say this enough. You need to know that Jesus died for your sins so your sins would not count against you anymore. That was God's plan for your life and mine, that our sins would be forgiven. Not that we would sin every day and then, well, Jesus died on the cross and I can do what I want to. No, he died that you would be forgiven of those sins and they wouldn't count against you anymore. Don't go out committing new sins every day, thinking it's okay because Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago. No, he meant for you to live every day representing him. How can you represent Christ and do what the devil do all the time? You need to live separated and free from the law of sin and death, knowing that Jesus died for the pardoning of your sins, and live like it every day. Then it says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. See, God has a plan for you to live for him every day. Wherever you are on this journey, if you don't know Jesus, start today walking on the king's highway. So you can know him and have, have fellowship with him, knowing him every day. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. See, I don't want you to get on this journey and think it's going to be easy. There shall be mountains. There will be valleys. There'll be some crooked places and some rough places. But if we're walking with Jesus, we can make it through this journey of life successfully because we're walking with Jesus. The old song says walking with Jesus I'm in the light. Walking with Jesus my way is bright by faith and not by sight. We need to walk with Jesus on this journey and when we walk with him one day his, his glory will be revealed. It says the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and our flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See God wants to show off your life to somebody. You're the only Bible that some people will ever read they, they, don't want to, they may not want to sit down a few hours a day or a few moments to read the scripture. But if they see Christ in you, God's glory will be revealed. And they'll get to know Jesus because they see Christ in you living it every day. Let God's glory be revealed in your life. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Let's look at our New Testament passage of scripture in the Gospel of John. John's Gospel was written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God. And we know that Jesus was born, as we share many times, a Christmas story as a, as a human being, but he was the Son of God. And we believe that that gives us new life. For John 3.16 says what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And I say that every time because I want us to have this in our hearts. In our souls, in our mind, that no matter where we are, that we know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus died for my sin. When I believe that, I am a child of God. I have new life. I have faith in him. And I can go anywhere and believe and know that God is with me. Our subject today is the Christian experience. Jesus, I am so into you. And one of the things we hear in our, throughout our lives is that when people are into something, they really love it. They show it. They demonstrate it. If a person loves their job, you can tell they love their job because they're, they're early. They're there, you know, fighting traffic. And they don't care about it because they love what they did because they're so into it. You can tell a person that loves sports because, you know, they have stuff hanging on their wall, their favorite team. Because they're so in to that, that, that sport. 
You know, and then you, have, you meet people who are in relationship with other people. They, they're so into that person. Wherever that person is, they want to be there. They wanna, they'll be on the phone at 1 o'clock in the morning and they're half asleep, but they're still into that person. Because they're so into them. And I want us as believers to be so into Jesus Christ. To love him with all our heart and all our soul, all our mind and all our strength. You know, when you're into somebody and they tell you to do something strange, you would do it. Because you're so into that person. Help me, Holy Ghost. Sometimes we end up going places we said we'd never go. I remember I, went, I was sitting in this, in this club one time. It was, a, it was a bar kind of thing. and It wasn't a real club, you know, a club where they was playing or whatever. But I found myself sitting in a place that was, that was, you know, a bar sitting up there. And I'm sitting at tables. I'm like, why in the world am I here? Because I was sitting across from her. That was the only reason I was there. Because I was so into this particular person. And it reminds me to let me know that we can be into Jesus Christ if we want to. There's no reason for us walking around thinking that Jesus is boring and this Christian life is something just for somebody else to do. Or I'm going to wait till I get old before I get into that. No, you can be into Christ right now. Because you can love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Now, I wasn't in a bad place, y'all. Don't, don't walk around telling people that Reverend Darius Miller was in the club. <laughs> but there's some place that I just wasn't used to being in. Amen. And we need to know that we need to be in the right place because we're living for Jesus Christ. And we will allow him to be our God. He'll lead us and guide us in the places where he wants us to be. Because we want to be into somebody that's going to help us. Somebody that's going to make our life better. And if you into somebody that they have you miserable and sorry and wish you were somewhere else, you need to be into somebody else then. Help me, Holy Ghost. Well, we want to be into something that's going to help us be better people. And our subject today is, Jesus, I am so into you. And when I read this passage of scripture, when I knew I was going to preach the gospel of John, I was concerned about this passage of scripture because this is one of those passages of scriptures that is hard to explain. People wonder why would Jesus say these things. But there are three things in this scripture that I want us to understand today. That we need to be able to say, Jesus, I am so into you. The first thing I want to see, us to see today in this, this passage of scripture is no Christ, no life in you. No Christ, no life in you. Let's look at verse 52 in John chapter 6. It says, the Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, how can this man... Give us his flesh to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Now, I want us to understand that today. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you don't have a life. People used to tell me that all the time through high school and college. There's you don't have a life. You're not out here partying with us and you're not out here drinking with us and you're not out here doing whatever God knows what with us. Help me, Holy Ghost. But I want us to understand that if you don't have Jesus in your life, you're the one that don't have any life in you. You're the one that's going to be miserable. You're the one that's going to pay the price for your own sin. The Bible says what? The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Don't let anybody fool you today. Think that this world offers you something that's going to help you. 
Everything this world has is designed to destroy your eternal soul. And to cause you to end up with the devil, a place that don't belong to you. The Bible says that, that, that hell was prepared for what? The devil and his angels. Then you don't need to be, be, be hanging out with them. You need to have life in you because you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And look at these people. They were listening to Jesus. He had done so many wonderful things for them. And they, the first thing they want to do is start complaining. Like we said last time, they was murmuring and complaining. And anytime you start murmuring and complaining, you don't have life. But these people said, the Jews therefore quarreled among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, I'm not, I'm not stumbling, I'm not murmuring, I'm not complaining. I'm going to tell you the plain truth. I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And there are religious people today who walk around and they say what they're not going to do. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take communion. I'm not going to wash feet. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be there every Sunday. I'm going to do something else. But I want to say, if you won't obey Jesus Christ, you will have no life in you. It's just like what God said to Peter when he was getting ready to wash Peter's feet. Peter said, ah, you can't wash my feet. You said, guess what? You ain't going to have no part with me. And I want to say to church people, if you just here to show off, you don't have no life in you. If you're here to show up, what kind of car you got, or the latest hairstyle, the clothes you wear, the shoes you got, you don't have any life in you. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you have no life in you. That stuff you're not going to do, you don't have any life in you. You need to love Jesus Christ and whatever he tells you to do, that's what you need to be thinking about doing. Make that a priority to make sure that Jesus Christ is number one in your life. And what he's asking you to do is not to destroy you. The Bible says the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. What did Jesus come for? You might have life and have it more abundantly. No Christ, no life in you. Let's look at 1 John chapter 1. One of my favorite scriptures. I had to learn this whole chapter when I was in seminary. 1 John chapter 1. Verse 1 says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that the eternal life, which was with the father, was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. That's what you need to have. You need to have life in you. When you know Jesus for yourself, it don't matter where you are. And the old song says, on the land or the sea, wherever I be, Jesus is all I need. When you have Jesus, you can talk about him anywhere. Talk about him to anybody. Because you have Christ in you. That's what I want us to have. A living experience of knowing Jesus Christ as the Son of God. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. I am so into you. The second thing I want us to see in this message today 
is let Christ abide in you. Let Christ abide in you. Let's look at verse 54 in John chapter 6. He says, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. That's what we want in our Christian experience. We don't want one of these one time experiences where you feel good for a couple of moments, a few hours and get up on Sunday morning all miserable because you got to go back to work again. You got to fight this mean old unfriendly world because you're trying to pretend to be a Christian. You need Christ to dwell within you. You need him to abide in you. Scripture says, you know, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done. That's not a miserable existence. That's not a phony existence. That's living and abiding in Christ and allowing Christ to live and abide in you. We're talking about Jesus. I am so into you. I'm not going to allow anything and everything to separate me from you. I'm not going to pretend to be a Christian, but I'm going to let you abide in my heart. So I can be what you want me to be. And when he says these things in the scripture, he says, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. See, this is a spiritual thing. You know, when we die on this world, we're dead. We're gone. But we have faith to believe that one day there'll be a great getting up morning. And God is going to raise up and we're going to meet him in the air to forever be with the Lord. That happens by faith. It's not literally, and we know some people believe that when you eat the Lord's Supper, it's literally the, it's his body and his, his blood. But we, we know what it is, and if you ask Sister Angel and Sister Zeno, they'll tell you what it is. It's just some grape juice and some, some, some crackers. Amen, somebody. But by faith, we want to do what God told us to do. Because, Jesus, I'm so into you. I want to do what you told me to do. I want to be obedient. I don't want to leave anything undone in my life that you require of me. And if you say, I got to eat this bread and drink this cup to show remembrance of you until you come again. That's what I want to do. Because I want to be into you. I want to obey you. I want to show that I love you. And you're number one in my life. We need to allow Christ to abide in us. Let's look at 1 John chapter 3. First John chapter three. We'll look at verse twenty-four. First John three and twenty-four reads. Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. We're talking about abiding in Christ. Allowing his word to abide in us. That's how we know we've been born again. That's how we know we're living out this Christian experience. Because we're allowing Christ to live within our hearts. It's not just a, a, something we do once a week. You know, you can exercise once a week and it'll do some good. You know? But what about if you exercise every day? How much better you will be? You begin to get some tone, some muscle tone. Help me, Holy Ghost. Your heart rate will be right. Your mind will be clear. Because you're exercising more than just one time a week. You're allowing God, you ought to allow God to abide in your life. 
So you can be more and more like Jesus. That's all we sing. More about Jesus would I know. More of his grace to others show. More of his saving fullness see. More of his love who died. We want, we want to abide in Christ and allow Christ to abide in us. And then the whole world will know that surely who we're into. We're into Jesus Christ. We're talking about today the Christian experience. Jesus, I'm so into you. The last thing and the third thing in this message today is let Christ in you and you will live forever. Let Christ in you and you will live forever. Let's look at verse 57 in John 6. It says, as the living father sent me and I live because of the father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. See, when we have Christ in us, we will live forever. When we have Christ in us, we can make it through life's uh, pitfalls, life's valleys and mountains. Because we know we're going to make it through those things. Because we have faith in Jesus Christ. You know, a person who's depressed and down, they won't try something new. They won't face the day with courage. Because they, they don't believe that Jesus has the power to help them to overcome. The Bible says, this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. So if we believe, we go make it through those trials because Christ is living within our hearts. And the scripture says what? Nothing is going to separate me from the love of God. All the tribulation we face, all the burdens we carry, all the obstacles we go through, all those things will not stop us from reaching our destination safely because we believe in Jesus Christ. And not even death itself will separate us from the love of God. Because we're going to live forever. Our soul will never die. Not even spiritually because we believe in Christ. This is the faith that we're preaching about today. We're talking about the Christian experience. Jesus, I'm so into you because I believe in you. I want to live for you. And when I live for you, when I die, I know I have eternal life. This scripture reminds me that we need to focus on him because the the things of the world, they will fade away. He says, as a living father sent me, in verse 57, I live because of the father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. See, because Jesus lived, we can live. Because Christ did it, you and I can did it. And then he say, you know, greater works shall ye do because I go to my father. There are things that God intended for you and I to do while we live in this world. So we can live. We can function. We can operate because Christ is living in us. And then it says, this is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. See, you know, when you eat, you know, uh, sunbeam bread, corn bread, you get hungry again. But when you eat the living bread, there's nothing else you will want. I don't need to read another Bible. I don't need to read another holy text. Because I live by the word of God. And when I have that word of God in me, I know that's what I need. When I need some direction, I go to the word of God. When I need instruction, I can go to the word of God. I don't need to call Aunt Cleo, help me Holy Ghost. I don't need to call some some person who read my, my hands. I can go to the word of God 
because it's the living bread that I will need to make it through life circumstances. And he said, he said these things as he taught them in the synagogue. What, where are you in life? Do you spend time coming to, to God to, just for the fun of it, coming to church for the fun of it? Do you come to find out the living bread of God? When you come to say that, I hope you hear the word of God. I hope you feed on it. I hope you apply it to your heart so you can be what God wants you to be. Because I want us to live forever. Not living for the moment. Not living as long as the choir is singing. But the choir ain't singing right now. As long as Eric is on the piano because Eric's sitting over here. But I want us to come for the living bread. So we can have what we need to live forever. Because one day, you might move from here. You might go off to school to a foreign city. But if you have the living bread, you can live forever. You might go out of town one weekend. You still need the living bread, living and abiding in you. We're talking about the Christian experience. Jesus, I'm so into you. Let's look at 1 John chapter 2 as we bring this message to a close. 1 John 2. I'm going to begin looking at verse 15. 1 John 2, 15 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is what? Not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. That's what I want us to understand today. We need to be so in the Christ and not into the things of this world. See, the things of this world are going to pass away. And look how, how, how the things of the world capture us. It says the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. See, the lust is not just, you know, sexual things, but it's anything that will draw you away from God. See, it includes the flesh, the eye, and pride. Anybody ever let pride get you? You didn't want to say that because, you know, they told you off and you're going to tell them off back. That's the pride of life. Those are the eye. You see something somebody else got, you want it. Not because it's going to help you out or because it make your life better, but just because you want to compete with the Joneses. You know, they say the grass is always green on the other side until you get over there. It's just as dry over there as it is over here. But you don't need to allow the lust of the eyes to cause you to go astray. We want to allow the things of God to draw us closer and closer to him. Because all these things are what? Are going to pass away. The only thing that's going to last is what God has done. And he said in his word, I want you to live with me forever. After all these things are over, after we run our race, after we fought the battle, after we've been through the storm, we want to hear Jesus say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want those gates to swing open for me and for all of us because we've done what God told us to do. Because we obeyed him from our heart. We didn't allow any of God's commandments to turn us away. Oh, I don't want to do that. I, that's, I'm too cute for that. I'm too, too fine for that. Whatever reasons or excuses we can come up with. The pride of life. We don't want to let anything separate us from the love of God. Because one day, I want to walk on in. I want to enter the joy of the Lord. I want to hear him say, well done. So while I'm on this journey, if you see people calling me crazy, let them talk about me. 
Because I'm in the Jesus Christ. I'm going to live for him no matter what other people may say. They already been saying it. Let them keep on saying it. Hallelujah, somebody. But I want people to say that that preacher right there is going to live for Jesus Christ. And I want Shady there to be a church that will live for Jesus Christ. No matter what they're doing down the street. No matter what they're doing across the railroad track. Let's live for Jesus Christ. Let's be into his plan. Let's be into his will and into his way. So that one day we'll all hear him say, well done. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. Let us stand.